on behalf of the Cantonese congregation, I send my greetings to everyone in the downtown English congregation. I thank God for providing us the opportunity to reflect on His Word on this Mother's Day, albeit being online. I hope that we can keep growing in Christ and fix our eyes upon Him during this pandemic. So as we begin today's message, let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for sending your Son Jesus to the earth to be our true vine, to give us real life by sacrificing himself on the cross and resurrected in three days. Lord, as we experience so many distractions in our lives, may we learn to see you and experience that you are Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Many people like buying flowers for mothers to celebrate Mother's Day. But as we all know, flowers wither and die in several days because they are detached from their branches and roots. We preserve flowers by drying them, just like these dried flowers. But they are still dead flowers. Keeping attached with their trees is crucial for their survival. So in today's passage, Jesus metaphorically uses a vine to convey the same message, telling us that he is the true vine of our lives. How does Jesus reveal this truth to us? Today's passage shows us two ways that Jesus reveals to us that he is the true vine. Number one, he urges us to abide in him. John chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. Number two, he demands us to keep his commandments. John chapter 15, verse 9 to verse 17. The Gospel of John contains seven I am statements. Jesus uses the phrase I am to describe himself. He invoked it for the final time here in chapter 15. The phrase I am dates back to Exodus when Yahweh revealed to Moses that his name was I am who I am, which literally is he who is. Yahweh claims that he is he who is from the beginning of time to the end of time. No one did invoke I am in the first century Palestine because the first century Jews would instinctively understand that the individual claims oneself to be God and this was considered to be a blasphemy. However, Jesus uses I am seven times in John. He identified himself as God and he wanted people to recognize himself as God. In John chapter 15, verse 1 to verse 17, Jesus 
was addressing to his eleven disciples before he was arrested and crucified. Now, this is not a mistake. I did say eleven disciples, but you may ask, did Jesus not call twelve disciples? Yes. In this passage, Jesus was speaking to eleven. When Jesus began his final address to the disciples from John thirteen to seventeen, he began with twelve of them present. However, Judas Iscariot left to betray Jesus in John chapter thirteen verse thirty. That's why only eleven disciples were left. Jesus said, "I am the true vine." And my father is the vine dresser, in chapter fifteen, verse one. The image of the vine goes back to the Old Testament. For example, in Psalm eighty, eight to nineteen, describes Yahweh raising Israel as the true vine. Yahweh destroyed it because it sinned against Him and would not abide in Him. Jesus contrasts. This Old Testament image with himself and God in chapter fifteen, verse one. Since Jesus is the true vine, he urged his disciples to abide in him, like a branch must stay connected with the vine in order to bear fruits. John chapter fifteen, verse four to five. The eleven disciples abided in Jesus. They had to develop. And maintain a very intimate spiritual relationship with Jesus, so they could bear fruit after Jesus had departed from them, as well as repudiating the sins and idolatry under the Roman Empire. If the disciples would draw their faith and spirit from Jesus, they would be thrown away like the withered and useless branches. Being burned by fire, chapter fifteen, verse six. But in chapter fifteen, verse seven, Jesus promised the disciples that God would answer their prayer request as long as they intend to bear fruits in life and to glorify God. God does not grant everything that we ask for, but He will reveal His will towards us. If our requests intend to bear fruits from Him and glorify Him, Jesus is the true vine. He gives life to all of us. He demands us to abide in Him always, to keep growing in our relationships with God and stay connected to Him. Let's ponder on this metaphor a little more. Jesus says that He is the true vine. Which means that he is the Lord of life. We are his branches. We have real life only if we continue to build our relationships with him every day, or we do not have life. I understand and feel that this is not easy for us during this pandemic. We miss each other in person at church. And I miss seeing all of you. We miss all the in-person activities. 
like Sunday worships, meals, fellowships, ministries, small groups, that we find ourselves valuing them dearly in the last year. As a result, we can easily turn our attentions towards who and what we lose this year, hence losing our hearts towards God, and even possibly turning away from Him. Many Christians in many churches have left church and faith entirely, even though they proclaimed themselves as Christians for many years and served in the church in various capacity for a lot of years. This pandemic deeply evokes whether or not we truly abide in Jesus. In spite of going to church for so many years, and I know that some of us were even raised and grew up at church. Let's deeply ask ourselves, as point C indicates here in the PowerPoint, what factors draw us towards God? Could it be people? Could it be other things or feelings? Are we really seeking to continually be renewed by God in repentance and growth? Or do we come to church actually just to search for material fulfillment, like programs, food, entertainment, and other things? We abide in Jesus by striving to grow spiritually in aligning our attitudes and values with God in various aspects of life. Sunday worships, sermons, fellowships, and other online or in-person gatherings empower us to reflect and learn how to live our lives that abide in Jesus and bear fruit for Him. Worships, fellowships, small groups are just means for us to learn to abide in Him. They are not the goal for us in our lives. To abide in Jesus, not only we come to worship, not only we come to small group, we come to fellowships, but also in our daily lives, we need to humble ourselves. Let God humble us so that we are willing to lower our ego by allowing God to change our characters and behaviors that do not please Him. Let us be humble and confess that from time to time, we have failed in abiding in Jesus. As we are still gathering online, let us seize the opportunities to abide in Jesus by humbly learning and growing, inviting God to shape our lives. 
will then experience Jesus as the true vine, and we are his branches. But if we leave him, we will not bear fruit. We can accomplish many good actions in human standard, but these actions do not bear fruit for God. We shall only end up in judgment, like the rotten branches being burned in fire in John chapter 15, verse 6. God does not please false Christians who do not repent, reflect, and abide in Jesus. When Jesus spoke these words in John chapter 15 to the disciples, I conjecture that he had both the eleven and Judas Iscariot in mind. He exhorted the eleven to continue to abide in him, not to leave him. However, Judas had already decided to betray and to abandon Jesus. That's why Judas was the rotten branch which God will judge in the last days. Many trends, forces, and desires drag us away from Jesus these days, but Jesus urges us to abide in him. Let him guide our lives and lead us through the trials and challenges. Otherwise, the ones who do not abide in him will be judged by Jesus like Judas Iscariot. Jesus taught us to abide in his love in John chapter 15, verse 9 to verse 17, revealing that he is our true vine. The eleven disciples abided in Jesus' love by keeping his commandments. When we keep Jesus' commandments, we also abide in his love and we follow Jesus' examples because he abided in God and do what God told him to do. Jesus set the example. He kept God's commandments by abiding in God's love. And to come to this world and reveal God's kingdom and dominion. Jesus called people to repent and turn back to God. His disciples should then imitate Jesus by keeping his commandments. They would then experience the inner joy and satisfaction. If people keep Jesus' commandments, they are Jesus' true and beloved friends, as John chapter 15, verse 14 writes. The relationships with Jesus as friends is much more intimate than a master and safe relationship in ancient Rome. However, Paul talks about people who were slaves towards sin in Romans chapter 6, verse 15 to 23. They became slaves to God when they are released from the bondage of sin. So, does Paul contradict with John when Paul mentions that people are only slaves either towards sin or towards God? 
while John says that people are not slaves but friends of Jesus. Clearly, John and Paul do not contradict with each other. They describe believers' relationships with God and Jesus in different aspects of slavery. John focused on people loving Jesus. When they love one another and keep Jesus' commandments, the bond of love between believers and Jesus goes beyond the master and slave relationship. Paul emphasizes the change from the bondage of sin to the bondage with God in Romans. Human beings cannot be totally autonomous. When we repent, we are bonded with God. Otherwise, we are bonded with sin. John, Jesus, I'm sorry, chooses people to bear fruits. They first need to truly repent and accept Jesus as their Lord. We do so by loving one another and keeping Jesus' commandments. These are our responses to Him to be our true vine. Sometimes we emotionally and spiritually feel fatigued to bear fruits for Jesus by keeping His commandments in our lives, especially living under the restrictions of the pandemic. We feel that we are incapable of keeping all of Jesus' commandments and practice all the teachings in the Bible. I feel that if people order us to do something that we are unwilling to do, we shall either oppose them or make excuses for not doing them. But if we like to do something, we will feel joyful and passionate in doing them, regardless of how difficult they are. Jesus encourages us in John chapter 15, 16 to 17, by inviting us to ponder this question. As a Christian community, have we embraced the identity of God's chosen disciples in our hearts and souls? If we do so by consistently asking God to reshape our beliefs and characters, we will gradually be able to live out Jesus' commandments naturally. When we embrace our identities as Jesus' chosen disciples by reminding ourselves that, yes, we are His disciples. We are His followers. And we continue to ask God to reshape us, to examine what we believe, what we value. Are they in line with the faith that we proclaim in Jesus? Our speeches, both in person and online, will then gradually demonstrate our faith in Jesus. Obeying to Jesus' commandments become our entire selves and lifestyles. Then 
obedience and keeping Jesus' commandments will be natural and joyful instead of burdensome. Jesus expresses that he is God and the true vine in John chapter 15, verse 1 to verse 17. He wants us to abide in him and keep his commandments. So to, continue, to conclude today's message, I offer you a reflection of the week. In today's rapidly changing world, how can we continue to abide in Jesus as our true vine, while so many trends, beliefs, and values can distract us from God? Let's allow Him to lord us, to lead us, journey through the trials and the challenges of our lives. In the midst of the pandemic, may we continue to be reminded that Jesus is our true vine and let us abide in Him and He dwells in us. Let us pray. Lord God, we confess that we are sinners. We have not been able to follow your ways 100% all the time because we are so vulnerable from so many distractions around the world. Father God, we thank you for inspiring us with the Gospel of John in chapter 15, that you remind us that Jesus is the true vine and we are his branches. May we continue to abide in Lord Jesus. May we continue to follow his voice and none other. And that our speeches and our behavior reveal that we are your chosen disciples, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.